Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday. You are tuned into page one. I am LeVar. It is International Women's Day. Woo! And <laughs> yes. And so, as always. That's every day. I, I don't know yes, what you're I, talking about. I know. And I was going to say, as always, I am joined by the only woman that matters internationally or nationally, my lovely friend Mary. <laughs> What's going on? That was a good one. Good save. Oh, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I am comfy cozy in my bed right now. Ah, that that sounds like a good place to be for a nice, uh, cool Friday. I don't, it seems cool all across the board here, even in spots where it's normally warm. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, no, it's not only cool, but it's actually gray and raining. Ah. I know, odd. It never rains out west or in Southern California. I know, right? They tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plug for Tony, Tony, Tony. But, uh, of course, if you always like to keep up with us and more, you can, of course, catch us on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR or over on our official webpage at NewsCommentBTR.wix.com forward slash fan page. And I've got to tell you, something weird happened this week, and I'm not sure if Twitter was purging through people who – were spammers or whatever, but in the span of 24 hours, for some odd reason, I lost about 30 followers. I have no idea what happened. I'm not sure if it was something I said, but I lost about 30 followers. So um took a huge plummet for some odd reason. I don't know what happened, um, but maybe Twitter was purging. Who knows? Um, but we've got quite a bit to talk about on this day. Yes, we do. Uh, you are a frequent flyer from time to time. I mean, you fly a lot more than once or twice in a year. Yes. This week, the TSA, uh, in all their infinite wisdom, uh, went back to something that hasn't been done since 9-11. And it has been met with perhaps uh, probably some people who felt that its time has come but workers who are a little bit upset. Uh, the TSA announced that uh, these changes will take effect on April 25th, but the new policy will allow for souvenir baseball bats, golf clubs, and other sports equipment to be carried uh, on instead of checked. And, of course, it brings up a thumbs up from people who want to bring their things on board like that. But also there was something in there, too, which caused a little bit 
of people being upset. That new policy permits folding knives with blades that are about 2.36 inches or less in length and are less than a half inch wide. Now, the policy is aimed at allowing passengers to carry pin knives, corkscrews with small blades, and other knives. Now, passengers will also be allowed to bring on board as part of their carry-on baggage novelty-sized baseball bats, less than 24 inches long, as I said, toy plastic bats, like I want to see that from some kid on board, billiard cues, ski poles, hockey sticks, lacrosse sticks, and two golf clubs. I don't know why. If you're going to be going golfing, why are you bringing two golf clubs? I don't know. But... uh, now, Maybe they were very special golf clubs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Those security standards are adopted by the International Civil Aviation Organization, the UN agency, which already uh, called for pastors to be able to carry those items. Those standards are non-binding, but many countries follow them. And according to uh, one TSA administrator um, at an airline industry gathering in New York, it drew an immediate outcry from unions representing flight attendants and other airline workers who said that the items still are dangerous in the hands of the wrong passengers. So, with you being a frequent flyer, are you comfortable with these new changes from TSA? I'm sorry, but those those items are dangerous in the hands of a child passenger. I'm not even talking like somebody that wants to kill me. Put that in the, a novel, a plastic baseball bat in the hands of a child, somebody's yeah. losing a tooth. Pretty much. <laughs> if they swing it at me, it's going to be the child that loses the tooth, because I will take that bat away and swing it back at them. But... I would also get kicked off the flight. Um. <laughs> but you know what's going to happen here, because the kid's going to be sitting there in his like a little seat, and he's going to be flipping that thing back and forth, and if you're trying to lay your head back, you're going to be like, bam, bam. You know, it's like, okay, really? Right? He's going to be hitting the back of the seat. He's going to be kicking. People are, oh. Yeah. I'm, uh, no. I'm going to start flying on two-seater planes. I mean, seriously, that's just not even right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm not even talking about the people that want, like, to kill someone or cause the plane to crash. I'm just talking, these are just children. That's just annoying. I think they should go back to being too restrictive. We've all gotten used to it. Changing the policy now after 10 years of living with the policy, well, more than 10 years of living with the policy, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you've gotten used to one thing, now we're going to do something new. Pick something. I don't care what it is. We all got used to it. I've gotten so good at not having anything in my carry-on that would cause a problem. I've gotten to the point where getting through check, everybody's like, oh, my God, you've got to be there three hours early because you're going to take off your shoes. Are you kidding me? I've got this down to a science. And now you're going to go change the rules on me? But you notice the irony in something like this? I can bring items with the potential sharpness or that can probably be made into a shank, but yet I still can't carry more than an ounce of lotion with me. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 you need to live with dry skin. I can't help you on that one. <laughs> but I mean, it's not just that. But you know, like people like to carry like their colognes and stuff like that. But it's like, oh no, it's got to be you know an ounce. And it's like, really? <laughs> Besides the that's uh, because the TSA is still in bed with the travel size companies. I, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. But it's 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 just one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like you know, a knife really or corkscrew. It's like okay, here's my thing. I don't know what you really need a corkscrew for on a flight. For the bottle Uh, of wine that you can carry on, that's only an ounce big. Yeah. So it's like, so what do you need a corkscrew? (laughs) 
and I, I you might have a picnic. I don't know. I don't know, man. But it, I don't know. I'm not so sure. You know, like I said, I know people are excited that they're able to bring this stuff back on, and you know, it, I'm I mean, not. It just ruins everything. Yeah, go well, back to being more restrictive. You know what? I would rather have an ounce of prevention than have everybody be. I, it's that it's that whole thing. I'd rather have everybody be like, okay, this sucks because we can't take this stuff on. Yeah, but that keeps you safe. That keeps the flight attendant safe. That keeps the pilot safe, and that keeps the plane in the air. But what are you? Really I'm sorry. Doing? I'd like to get to my destination. I don't care if you want to carry your stupid little folding knife. I want to get home or but wherever even, I'm going. Yeah, but even then, with the sports equipment stuff, you and I both know that the you know containment units you know above your head there. It's worse enough, or it's wor- it's bad enough for people with checked on luggage to fit their stuff in that. You know, it just barely makes it in there. And mm-hmm. to bring sports equipment is going to make it even more worse because once somebody puts that, you know, their ski poles or their hockey stick in there, it's not. It's going right. to take up a lot of space. Mhm. So, oh yeah. Don't know who left well enough alone. We were all used to it. Don't change anything. I'm thinking so, and it. Um, I don't know, TSA. We'll, we'll see how that actually rolls. I don't know if it's going to roll for long, but uh going to be interested. So if you are a traveler, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Share it with us on uh, News Comment uh, BTR on Twitter. Now, did you know that it pays kind of to be a psychopath? Do you know a lot of psychopaths? Not including myself? <laughs> According to an article, <laughs> see, I just moved on. According to an article, a small fraction of people are aggressive, manipulative, and lacked empathy or remorse, aka psychopaths. I did not know that that was the um, correct uh, definition. <laughs> definition for that, but uh, you're not it. psychopathic. Yeah, and it says, uh, according to Matthew Gervais, who is an anthropologist at UCLA. He says, for a long time, people have been aware that there are some people who don't play by the rules and are not cooperative, and that there's been a debate about whether those people benefit or incur cost. In a new study, student volunteers who scored higher on a test of psychopathy acted more ruthlessly toward partners in a behavioral economics game when they felt disrespected by those partners or were unlikely to see them again. (laughs) This was... uh, uh, reported by researchers in the Journal Proceedings of the Royal Society B. The findings suggest how psychopathic traits can exist in the population and be advantages. That's the word that was used. I did not know it was such a word. It says psychopathy is actually more of a continuum than one extreme disorder, and when fully, well, fully blown psychopaths will break into social norms unconditionally, people with mild psychopathic tendencies appear to betray people strategically, or as I always like to say, strategically. Um, The study involved normal undergraduate students around age 19. The students were divided into small groups and told to converse on a topic of their choice for 10 minutes. Then they were separated and given a questionnaire to measure their psychopathic tendencies. The questionnaire asked them to rate their agreement with statements such as, quote, what matters for me is the bottom line, or, quote, I'm often angry in social situations. Uh, uh, There are two kinds of psychopathy, but the study was looking at the classic conniving and cold psychopaths. Now, next, the researchers had their students play a, quote, prisoner's dilemma game in which each person was given a sum of money. 
that they could keep for themselves or transfer to a partner for whom it would be doubled. For example, both people would start with $3. They could either keep the $3 or give $6 to their partner. Now, the game has several uh, iterations. It is in both people's best interest to cooperate and give the money away because both will receive the 6 bucks instead of 3 But if it's just a one-shot game, it's in the person's best interest to keep the $3 for themselves or herself. And there could be no consequence of not cooperating. So the students who scored higher on the questionnaire, meaning they, they were more psychopathic, were more likely to betray their partner and keep the money for themselves if that partner interrupted them more frequently, a sign of disrespect. The more psychopathic students were more likely to betray a partner with whom they appeared to have less in common and were therefore less likely to see again. So in other words, those with more psychopathic tendencies only cooperated if there was something in it for them. Now, you read all about this study. Mm-hmm. I, I read this, but at the end of the day, wouldn't that make us all kind of psychopathic? Because if Thank you! Not, <laughs> if That's what not, I got to do! If we're not, yeah. And if we're not going to see somebody again, and if it has nothing really for us in it, I mean, I know in this society people want everybody to be, and, and there are kind people, and we all are kind within our own limits. But if there is nothing in it, and you're not going to see that person again, I think we would all do what these people did. Well, there's that, and then there's also the whole part of it was it was there as a game. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if you're putting something in front of me and you say this is a game, I'm there to win. (laughs) No offense, but I'm going to win. And I'm going to try and figure out the best way to win. So, Does that make me a psychopath? I guess so. (laughs) According to the study. I was a little dumbfounded about it because it was like, really? I was like, but you don't really blame them because, or you know, if you're disrespected, why would I want to give you something? Six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's six dollars in it for me, if you disrespect me, I don't want to help you. Nope. And now you have zero and I have three. Ha! I win. <laughs> How's that uh, for disrespect? How you like that? That's out? what I'm saying. If you put it in as a game, then of course I'm going to we're all psychopathic. The world yes, is we're... going to hell in handbasket. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, children. No, we're not. We're not going. We're not going to hell because we didn't piss off Taylor Swift. But. Not to kind of go off the beaten path on that, but you know, I read those stories this week about Taylor Swift. Now, granted, Taylor is defending herself, but here's why I had an issue. Her issue was with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler because they made a joke about her. But the thing is is that, of course, they're going to be making a joke out of you because everybody else is. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea... Just not to your face. Yeah. And then Chelsea Handler jumps in, like kind of like that kid in high school that's like, you know, down the hallway when a fight breaks out, but then all of a sudden they wind up in the fight and you have no idea what they're doing there. Right. <laughs> so she kind of jumps in and gets on Taylor Swift and says that she's probably mad because she's just a virgin. And I'm like, Chelsea, nobody... I really, I mean, I love you, but nobody really asked for your opinion, but I, I don't know. It wasn't but, that uh, funny. See, that's the point. If Chelsea would have done that and it would have been funny, we all would have been like, hell yeah, but what yeah. she said wasn't funny. Yeah, and I was like, and now it just kind of looks like the mean girl that just jumps in on it and be like, yeah, that's because she's a virgin. And it's like, really? 
<laughs> but You're yeah, I don't. Let's try and fix this up. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind I, of dumb. And you and I have both talked about Taylor Swift on this show in the past, and it, it her life is her life. Now, granted, it is something like who's to say we can talk about her. I mean, if, if anybody is not supposed to be talking about somebody's dating habits, it's Chelsea Handler. Um, Thank you. Um, but you know, people's lives are their lives. If Taylor Swift wanted to go out and buy, or not buy, but if she wanted to go out and date 20 guys in a week, that's on her. And the thing is that if she wants to make songs about it, that's on her. But the one thing she can laugh about is that, yeah, she does that, and she turns around and makes these songs, but we're still buying it. Mm-hmm. And she still has number one albums, and she's still making money. Correct. So, <laughs> so until somebody stops buying her albums that she makes after she breaks up with her latest boyfriend... We're going to continue to hear about her latest boyfriend. Pretty much. And we're going to keep making fun of it because she put it out there yeah. on top of it. Yeah. I mean, heck, so, ask Paris Hilton. If, you, if to... you put your boyfriends in a song that now gets money, you can't say, no, 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 you can't make fun of my dating life. No, you put it in a song. You're making yeah. money off of it. Now yeah. I can make fun of it. Plus, I mean, look, we still make fun of Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian, and they're, they've been with the same guys now for a <laughs> year. So Well, that's only because Kim Kardashian's pregnant. Give her some time. Once her boobs hey. fell back down into normal, Kanye <laughs> might, you know, leap for the hills. You never wow. know. Oh, pregnant now, speaking of ladies in general, I read something on Radar Online this past week. <laughs> in a new study by Dr. Edward Archer with the Arnold School of Public Health at the University of South Carolina. He maintains that women in today's society burn up to 360 calories a day less than their parents did due to, quote, their lazier lifestyle and their waistlines are suffering because of it. And the study attributes the increased rate of obesity in women to them not spending enough time and energy doing housework. Such activities like cooking and cleaning burn a lot of calories. It also points out that time saved by advances in technology like washing machines and microwaves is instead used by women to sit on the couch and watch television. Dr. Archer came to these conclusions after studying time-use diaries of women in the 1960s, estimating that they spent 25.7 hours a week on housework compared to 13.3 hours a week in 2010. In 1965, women spent eight hours a week watching television compared to 16.5 hours in 2010, he goes on to say, quote, the premise of the study is that humans have engineered activity out of every domain of daily life from workplace to home, but we are not suggesting that women should be doing more housework. <laughs> but yet they allude to that in their study. So <laughs> your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are not going to be good ones, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. Is that a little offensive that even let's, in 2000? Let's, let's go with the with the one. Let's let's go with one side of this. One right. side. They're right. In a way, they are right. I sit on my butt all day at work, staring at a computer screen. But here's the thing: using my working. brain. Right, I am working, but I'm not wandering around. I'm in a chair, staring at a computer screen with a headset on my head, answering the phone, talking to people over a counter. I'm not walking around. So, I am burning less calories than my mom did because my mom didn't sit in a, in a chair 
for 10 hours a day staring at a computer screen helping people. The difference is my brain's probably bigger than my mom's. Nothing against my mother. I love my mother. She's a very smart woman. But I'm using my brain more than I'm using my body. Yes. So in that instance, they are right. In that instance. However. There's no however. (laughs) Okay. It's not however. Okay. (laughs) I'm just pissed off about it because it's like, really? Why do I have to do all the housework? How about you do all the housework? What counts for the men's increasing waistlines then? Because um, curvy women have always been around. There are some curvy men now. <laughs> Those are just Maybe called they should people. do more housework. <laughs> 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 it's bad. I know it's bad. But well, I, I don't like it. I don't like the study on its own. I know that they're not trying to say we should be at home barefoot and pregnant. But in the same token, that's what's coming out, you know? Well, pretty much. It's like if you look at that study, he just pretty much said, well, you know, the reason why you ladies are getting a little uh, bigger is because you're not doing housework like your moms used to do. But yet we're not alone right. that you should go and do housework. It's like, really? Right. You're <laughs> chunky because you can't push around a vacuum cleaner. Pretty much. It's how I read it. The first thing that went through my mind is, really? Isn't that a wonderful study in time for International Women's Day? Did it? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, who was the person that actually paid for that study? A male-driven society. <laughs> <laughs> there was no women on that panel. My Lord, I don't even know if they want to like come out and like admit, yeah, we all pay for that study. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Budweiser. Uh, Speaking of curvy women, (laughs) there were some very interesting comments this week from actor Terrence Howard, who said he really enjoyed shooting love scenes with Oprah Winfrey. Promoting the film Dead Man Down, Howard talked to uh, MovieFanatic.com about his other upcoming film, The Butler, in which he and Winfrey have a love affair and actually a love scene in that movie. He says, and quote, Oprah and I had such good chemistry to be able to make out with Oprah and to have love scenes with her and those tig old biddies, he then laughed, and then he went on to say, she's such a voluptuous woman, she's very, very beautiful, and that's wonderful. Some felt this week that his comments were a little over the line and that he should apologize. But my question to you, uh, should he, or should that be seen more as a compliment when it's given that way? <laughs> to Oprah, that's a compliment. <laughs> I mean, to you, Paris Hilton, that's uh, an insult. And uh, no, you know what? She she is a voluptuous woman. Embrace it. She's curvy. She ain't skinny. She eats her fried chicken. That was bad. God, I shouldn't have said that. Um, I'm gonna get sued next week. So <laughs> it was good seeing you guys. Go no, no, she eats her food. I I am a fan of any woman that actually eats real food. I'm not talking like on the rabbit diet, just lettuce and carrot sticks. You know, the ones that are like size negative. But do zero. women see? But do women see that as a compliment? I mean, if if somebody said how I do, because it wasn't done in a it wasn't done in a derogatory way. It was done playfully. Now, if somebody just went, hey, look at your tig old biddies. Really, dude, that's all you see. I'd want to smack him. 
But that was done in a playful manner. It was done in a playful way. He was joking around. And it was not done with malice. Again, there's always that feeling behind it. And most people could tell whether it was malicious or not. If it's malicious, of course. She's it was more said in a more lustful type of way. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, so does it make exactly. a Exactly, so I would take it as a compliment. Dude, so he's not a bad-looking guy. Hello? Have you seen him? Wait, so it depends on the not type of guy that says it? <laughs> he's not bad-looking. Have him lust after me? Uh-huh, yeah. Keep calling me voluptuous. I'm good to go. So if I say that about you, so if he says that about you as compared to if I said that about you, you would probably say it depends on Well, if you the... said that about me, I'd be like, what are, What kind of bet are you trying to win? Because <laughs> oh I know God. you don't feel that way about me. <laughs> You're not lustful about me. <laughs> Other women, maybe. <laughs> but you've known me too long. The lesson's gone. Um, so yeah, regular, jo- <laughs> regular Joe says it in a mal in a seedy type of way and with malice involved. Yes, it would but be. If, but what if there was no malice involved and he was actually trying to be, um, I guess, flirty or um, trying to compliment you? And he said, "Hey, you know." I really love, you know, her tickle the videos. Vol- the voluptuous women? Yeah. I'm stuck on voluptuous. I love that word. <laughs> it's a great word. Yeah. <laughs> um, if he was, if he was, if the if average Joe came up to me on the street and said, sweetie, God, you are voluptuous. It would be hard if there was no, like, I'm just trying to get in your pants kind of thing. It would be hard for me not to be, not to take it as a compliment and, and blush a little bit and smile and be like, oh, thanks. You know, in that, I, it's a little weird, but thanks. Well, we, we, we know but I'm also for... not like normal women. Most women would be like all stuck up in themselves, probably. Well, we know oh, of my one, God. Well, we know of one woman that did not like that. And if you recall that story about Christina Hendricks, who I actually uh, yes. uh, saw on, uh, actually, she was on Craig Ferguson this week. Um, looking awesome as always, but um, yeah, I mean it. I don't know. It, Which was uh, ridiculous. I didn't see her at the Oscars though. I missed her at the Oscars. What, well, did no, she, she go? No, she did not. No, she didn't go to the That's Oscars. That's why I missed her. I wanted to see how she dressed for the Oscars. No, she. You, so you, then you I could normally, be like, hey, Miss Voluptuous. Well, you, look at that. You'll normally find her at the Golden Globes <laughs> or at the Emmys. So, mm-hmm. um, but not the Oscars. So. Yeah, she still should have gone. But now, um, is yeah, there are some women out there that just hate it. Take it as a compliment. Most guys are not smart enough to come up with new sayings. Well, tickle bitties is not new, but exactly. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Most men can't come up with anything new. <laughs> so take it as it is at face value. A lot of women can't take compliments at face value. I am actually one of those women that aren't, but, oh, yeah, okay, What what's the real reason you're giving me a compliment? What is it? So would it have it's been more offensive? that I have. Okay, However, so it, I'm getting better at it. So would it have been more offensive if he had not used the word uh, tickle bitties and he had used actually the other word? <laughs> that, uh, they, oh, yeah. So or said, it, like, I loved her fun bags. There's another one. <laughs> Um, naughty pillows. Who, who uses fun bags besides some uh, 
Pratt Boys? Pratt Boys. <laughs> <Somewhere. laughs> That. No one. Naughty pillows. <laughs> Her milkshake. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would take it at face value. He was very. He was enamored by her. It was a compliment. I would I take it at lo- face value. But I guess as long as he didn't do the motorboating thing or anything else besides that, it would. Have been I awesome. actually would love to have seen that. That would have been funny. <laughs> Come on, Terrence Howard. <laughs> that would have been funny. Anybody ever remember Ter- anybody ever remember Terrence Howard when he did that TV show called Sparks? I don't think anybody recalls that. It, I don't it was even remember on, that show. What are you it talking was on for like about? A, it was on for like a season and a half. He played a lawyer at a family law firm. The dad from Fresh Prince, uh, I think James Avery, played the main dad who was a judge. And the two brothers, him and I think Miguel Nunez, I think that's his name, they played brothers. It was a comedy series. And he played uh, in Sparks. But, yeah, I don't think anybody will remember that. I think that, <laughs> that TV series has probably been burned. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we got less than a minute to go. Any shout-outs this week? I do not have anything out this week. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I've been too busy volunteering. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Right. No, come on. There's an end goal here. I got to get hours in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't be a a psychopath and just not deal with it. Got to be an end goal. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. You're on your own, kid. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's nothing in it for me, so I'm gonna be a psychopath. But uh, yep. <laughs> no, no shout outs on this end. But even though we do have a 411 lounge coming up Monday, March 18th, with Amy Anderson, so I hope that you guys can tune in. Should be good. Um, besides that, like I said, just catch us over at News Comment on Twitter, and that will do it for this week. So thank you very much for joining me again, my friend. And uh, always, thank you. To all of you for listening, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Page One. Peace.